Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and you're probably thinking to yourself, man, I haven't heard this voice in a long time. Well, that's right. I'm back, and I am back with a whole new podcast today. And what are we going to talk about? We're going to call this The Great Debate. And what are we debating on? We're talking about something that if you're a fan of professional wrestling, such as myself, you want to collect things called replica championship belts. And I'm talking about like the winged eagle, the big gold, the 10 pounds of gold, the impact title, the IWGP title. I'm talking about all those title belts throughout history. But my question to you is, do you want to go through WWE shop? And get their replicas. Some of them are actually pretty nice. Do you want to go through the people who've created those championships? Like Reggie Parks. Dave Milliken. Ron Edwardson. Or do you want to go into a market that nowadays a lot of people go to? And that's going through overseas. Through Pakistan. Through China. Through Europe. In places, even here in the United States, what we call either counterfeit or bootleg championship belts. Now, there's a lot of people who prefer just to have the regular old replica that you can purchase from WWShop.com, from ROH, from all of these companies who make replica belts, such as wrestling superstars, such as A&J's belts. There are some people who will pay the thousands and thousands of dollars to go through Dave Milliken, to go through Reggie Parks, to go through all of these well-known belt makers who take their time and handcraft these beautiful championship belts that you see on WWE and on Impact Wrestling and in Ring of Honor and at AEW. And then you have that market, that overseas market, where you pay one-third of what you would pay through Milliken, Reggie Parks, or whoever, and you're getting just about the same quality. So here's my thoughts on this. Here's how I look at it. There are people who have no problem buying a shop version replica. There are people who are willing to drop thousands and thousands of dollars to purchase a championship belt from Dave Milliken, from Reggie Parks, from people in the industry who make these championship belts for the wrestling promotions, AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that's okay. And then there's people who do the overseas market, who go through Pakistan, who go through Classic Shields, who go through whoever it is they go through and spend anywhere between two to $600 for a championship belt. You're going to have people who 
don't like that that happens. You don't. And the way I see it, ladies and gentlemen, is, is that to each their own. Why is that? It's because there are some people who are happy with just a regular old replica. I've owned plenty. There were some that I loved. There were some that I didn't. There are people who want to buy Milliken, want to buy from Reggie Parks. They want that authenticity. They want that satisfaction knowing that they own a belt that was handcrafted and made by Dave Milliken or Reggie Parks or Wildcat Belts. And then there's people who are like, I'm just in the hobby of collecting because I want to collect. And they go through that overseas market. They go through all these makers in Pakistan that you find on Facebook, that you find on eBay. And when I got into the belt collecting hobby many, many years ago, there was only two places I knew of of where you could get a replica belt from. That was Wrestling Superstore, which was Figures Toy Company, or through A&J's Belts. Those are the only two places. WWE started doing it, realizing there was a profit in doing this for them. There's a market out there. A fan's going to love to get a championship belt directly from WWE. And then, other than that, it was you had to go through the maker. But with some belts, you can't get the exact design because of trademark laws. And a lot of championship belt designs, some of the logos on these championship belts are trademarked. They are trademarked by either the company or by somebody who ever owns the rights to that logo. And it was about, I'll say four years ago, is when I got introduced to the bootleg market and I was by accident, completely, completely by accident. I was looking through eBay one day and I thought, oh wow, here is a beautiful, beautiful, I believe it was a, I want to say it was either a winged eagle or it was the oval icy. I can't remember which belt it was. And I saw that it was on real leather and all that. I'm like, I got to get it. So I got it. I think I paid, I don't know, like 160 bucks for it. Uh, shipping, you know, 175. Got it in three days. And what was odd for me was, you know, it was coming from Canada, which was really weird. So, you know, I mean, I opened it up and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, something's not right here. So I went back into my old pit through all my old pictures I had with my belts and everything. And I'm looking at the one winged eagle I had at the time. And I started to notice some differences. I was like, okay, what did I get myself into? So 
I started asking around on Facebook and all over the place and eventually I found my way into the bootleg market. Back then bootlegs really didn't hold a lot of water. They really didn't. As the years have progressed, that market has completely boomed. Completely boomed. And there are guys in this hobby who represent these makers overseas and they're helping them along the way with clientele, with shipping needs, and all of that. And the best part that they're really helping out with is that they do the dimensions and the artwork is completely accurate and everything like that. You don't have that. You didn't have that, I should say, when, you know, the bootleg market first happened. Now, the reason why I brought this up is because I was listening to Jim Cornette's podcast a couple days ago. And they were talking about Tessa Blanchard apparently requesting $150,000 for the return of the Impact World title. And what was also brought up is that Moose had a counterfeit of the Wildcat TNA title. And, I mean, had it not been mentioned, I don't think anybody would have noticed and said, hey, that's not the actual TNA championship. It's, it's a bootleg. It's a counterfeit. And Jim Cornette goes, I've had this friend for so much, many, many years, many years, and he got me two of the NWA tag team titles that, the original ones from when he managed, I believe it was the Midnight Express, when they were the champions. And he said he got them from over in Pakistan for a really good deal. And he said they're absolutely beautiful. I looked at them and I was like, man, they look like if they came from Dave Milliken or Reggie Parks. And it got me to thinking, it's like Jim Cornette, one of the most accurate historians of professional wrestling is talking about not having a problem with owning a bootleg of a championship and I've heard many many other people in the wrestling community who own bootlegs of championships they've either held or wanted to held or Something like that. So my debate on this is, for those of you who are in this hobby, who are fans of professional wrestling sports entertainment, to you, does it matter if you own a replica or an authentic one made by Milliken Parks Wildcat Belts? Does Do you not care that it comes from Pakistan, China, France, Europe, Canada, Mexico, wherever it may come from. Um, what What is the overall thing for you when you have that championship? Is it the memory aspect? Is it the quality? Is it the... Um, is it just because of the history? Is it because you like it? What... what, what makes you want to have that Pacific Championship or Championships that you have in your collection. 
Because I'll be dead right out, honest to you. I have had replicas. I have held a Dave Milliken made. Made. NWA television title. And I've also held bootlegs. I'm not going to lie. I own one bootleg. I, or I should say I've owned bootlegs. I've owned them. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I've owned a beautiful, beautiful big gold that came from a company called Classic Shields. And by looking at it, I wouldn't have been able to tell if it was made by Dave Milliken or it was made by them because of the detail on it. It was beautifully handcrafted. Beautifully handcrafted. I've owned a bootleg of the Impact X Division title. That thing was beautiful. Very nicely crafted. The leather was kind of iffy on it, but it, the plating was amazing. Um, so, I mean, that's this is my debate for all you who collect. I'd like to hear your guys' responses on this. Um, you can either reply at my email, which is at dabribs1 at gmail.com. You can even send your replies through me on Messenger through Facebook. If you find me on Facebook, David Babel, I'm in plenty of belt groups. Um, I'm going to be posting this to many belt groups and on my own Facebook page. You can even reply to the post. I would really love to know your guys' um, response to all of this because I know there are so many people who love professional wrestling, sports entertainment, who are in the hobby, who love the belts and everything. So I really would love to know your guys' stance on it. Please shoot me a message. Please respond. I'd love to hear your guys' comments on this. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this very, very short podcast. Um, I hope to have another podcast done here within the next week or two. I haven't really decided on the topic yet. But if you've got one for me, please shoot it my way. I'll do my research and I'll make sure to do a podcast on it. Thank you for joining me here on The Babel Effect. And thank you for listening to this episode, The Great Debate.